play and call it work. What is going on, everyone? Vito here from MiniWorming.com, and welcome to this week's Sit and Talk with Moa. Thank you so much for tuning in. I feel like I haven't done one of these in a really long time. Uh, I guess ever since we introduced Aaron, uh, it's kind of, I don't want to say messed up the rotation because it's pretty awesome to have her uh, doing one of these, but uh, I feel like I haven't done one of these in a while. Uh, so welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, I have got Cullen in the room oh, hi, with oh, me. Hi. Ohio, Ohio, hi. And I want to first off by saying a big happy Thanksgiving to all of our American viewers that they are doing their uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, when's our Thanksgiving? Is it October? Yeah, our Thanksgiving was like a month ago. Yeah, gee, I can't, it feels like it's been forever, though. It really does. Jeez. So happy Thanksgiving to all of you who are currently celebrating. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Um, Good luck to anybody who's doing Black Friday shopping tomorrow. Oh, right, yeah, because they have their... Uh, I think we kind of do a Black Friday... We have some kind of quasi-sales. Yeah, we sales. recently had to adapt because ours used to be the day after Christmas. Right. Yeah, Boxing, Boxing day. day is what they used to call but it. But we had too many Canadians going to America to buy things for Black Friday that Canada yeah. also had to get on board. Yeah, get on board with all that. But everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you would like to leave a question, I'm actually going to go ahead and open up the queue right now, which I've gone ahead and done it. Uh, you can leave a question and do that by leaving question and then exclamation ask. That's how you can leave in your question. Uh, once I've already read your question, I will clear it. Um, and then you can ask another question to your heart's content. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much how this show is going to work. Um, if you want to leave a question for the next content producer, it is going to be, I believe it's Steve, because Steve always comes after me, right, Colin? Yes. Yes, it is, it's always Steve. It's always Steve. Uh, so if you want to leave a question, please leave it on this video on the Mini Wargaming website, and you can leave it for at Steve, at Mr. Steve, or hey, Mr. Mountain, or Mountaunia, if you want to do that, that's always an option as well. Uh, so leave your questions at Steve. Steve is actually off next week. Oh, so yeah, so Steve might be off. Steve might not even be yeah here. Um, so we may or may not have a sit and talk. Yeah, I just remembered once you said Steve. Oh yeah, cause, yeah, because he might. Yeah, I think he took uh, parts of the week off uh, for something. So we'll get back to you guys. If you guys leave, leave him questions anyway, just in case uh, he is here. So yeah, make sure to leave some of those questions, guys. Uh, so let's jump right to it. Uh, I'm going to answer a couple questions first uh, on the website, which was Aaron's video, and then we'll get to some of the questions that are being answered live right now. So first question coming in is from Tamalaus. Sorry if I get some of these names wrong. Hello there, Vito. Would you mind sharing the recipe for your Slanesh bases? Uh, I think they would look cool on my Beastmen. Thanks and keep up the good work. Yeah, sure. Uh, I like sharing my wealth of painting and knowledge. And uh, I actually have a tutorial that's up on the Mini Wargaming Facebook page. You guys can check that out. I did a little bit of a written tutorial. Uh, there's an album. You guys can check that out if you guys want. Um, but if you want to know the verbal right now. Um, so you, uh, you know, put sand on your base as you would normally do. 
Um, I actually like using super glue. I'll put a little bit of super glue on the base, and then I'll actually use a water bottle lid, kind of similar to that, and then I'll smooth the super glue on that. Um, and then I'll pour on my sand, and I let that dry for about 10-15 minutes. Uh, normally, a lot of people used to use the PVA glue or the white kind of school glue, but I found that used to take a, a while to dry. So I've been using super glue now. You put on your sand, um, you can prime that black, um, and then I'll just use that base black primer. And then I'll give that a heavy dry brush. Uh, I believe it's Dark Angel's green. Um, and then... Do you, uh, do you mean Caliban green? Is it Caliban? Dark Angel's green is the contrast, I believe. Yes, sorry. Uh, Caliban green. Thank you, Colin. Yeah, because Dark Angel's Caliban. Uh, so yeah, Caliban green. Because uh, for me, on my pot of Caliban, the name is actually covered from my airbrushing. Because from where the angle that I used uh, the it's overspray, just outside, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, I actually have a real bad gumbo setup. It's all like this, just hodgepodge. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it's all covered up. Anyway, it's Caliban green. Heavy dry brush of that. Let that dry, and then I believe I used Celestia gray. So you mix uh, Celestia gray with a little bit of that Caliban green together, and you kind of create this one-to-one uh, -one mixture of that. And then you give a medium dry brush right on top uh, of the base. Um, and then you use a little bit more Celestia Gray right in, um, in that mixture that's already in your dry brush. Um, so you create a lighter tone of the previous tone that was on your dry brush already. And then you lightly put that on top of the, uh, the base itself. And that's it. It's literally two colors that you're using, three if you consider the black that's already on top of the base. Um, the tufts that I use are from Gamer's Grass. Uh, I use, I believe it's called Alien Turquoise and Burnt, burnt Grass. Uh, I personally believe that Gamer's Grass has the best tufts in the game. Uh, I've purchased a bunch from them. Um, you even have like these self-adhesives that you don't even use glue. I mean, I put the glue anyway, uh, super glue, just to make sure. Um, but if I'm in a rush, I'll just literally just peel them off and plant them on and you're done. Uh, but yeah, Gamer's Grass, they have like, oh boy, um, medium grass, tall grass, short grass. I think they come in like over 30 different colors. Um, they even make bases. They're already like pre-made, pre-tuffed. You literally have to put your model on top of the base. Um, so yeah, Gamer's Grass are the place to go if you guys want your uh, your tufts. And I'm like, it's not even sponsored or anything. This is just a company that I believe in that I purchased from before. They're absolutely amazing. Um, so yeah, that's the recipe for my um, my bases for my slash. Uh, so next, going down, we have a question here from Mylin. At Vito, my dream is to one day go to Mini Wargaming and veto the veto with a Dorito, all while enjoying a breakfast burrito. Uh, a Dorito, of course, referencing the nefarious and oft underpowered Dorito Dreadnought. Question the first. Uh, what wins games of 40k? Offense or defense? Uh, second, no offense to Steve, I love the man, but I was surprised to see he finally beat you on this week of the Iron Brush. Uh, so was I. 
uh, as I was a huge fan of your paint job. Thank you. Uh, how does it feel to take this first loss and how will you regroup and get ready for the next one? Lastly, name the movie this quote is from. No cheating if you read this ahead of time. Uh, what's the matter? CAA got you pushing too many pencils. Okay, so that is from The Predator. And I believe it's, what's the matter, Dylan? The CIA has you pushing too many pencils. Uh, so yeah, that's from The Predator. Uh, absolutely love that movie. I think that's in my top five. Uh, so let's, let's break down this for a second. So the first question is, what wins games of 40K, offense or defense? I think that really depends on the army that you're playing. Um, so for uh, an example uh, would be if you're playing, for example, my particular play style of Demons of Slaanesh, uh, you will not be playing defense. I, I mean, there's a rare uh, game where, like in, in the moment of a game where you have to play a little bit defensive, uh, but for the most part, especially the first early uh, turns, you are playing 100% offense. Um, there are other uh armies where you are shooting gallery and you just want to stay on the line perhaps or maybe a little bit further back and you just want to pick off your targets very early on and just you know blast your opponent off the um off the board so there is no real answer of what wins what wins games offense or defense it's very uh, indicative of what army you're playing um, sometimes it's a combination of both. For example, uh, my white scars, I am very, very aggressive uh, right off the bat, maybe the first uh, one to two turns, sometimes by turn three, and then I start falling back while still kind of shooting uh, my opponent. Um, sometimes I'll get into combat, but then I'm starting to fall back. Uh, you know, death by a thousand cunts. It's very, you know, indicative of Mongolian, the ancient Mongolian um, uh, warfare tactic. So you really have to play to the strength of your army. Um, second was, uh, you're no offense to Steve, but you were surprised to see him finally beat me in uh, the iron brush. And how do I feel taking my first loss? Um, I was actually surprised too that um, I had lost that one. I, in my personal opinion, I thought that I had the better painted model. Um, um, and that's not to say that, you know, uh, I always feel that I have the better painted model. Sometimes I will actually admit that, hey, sometimes someone has beaten me in a painting competition. There has been many painting competitions um, that I've uh, partaken in where, yeah, this person has absolutely had the, the better model. Uh, and there were certain aspects of the last uh, painting uh, iron brush where uh, I think Steve had certain aspects that were a little bit better than mine, but I think overall mine was better. Um, but no, yeah, it's cool. Steve won. Uh, I think that's also the nature of the beast sometimes too of, you know, sometimes someone might be willing to pay a little higher for a model. Um, you know, sometimes maybe a fan might be a bigger fan of his than mine. It's There's so many different factors when it comes to um, the way the iron brush could maybe uh, is laid out. Uh, but no, I think it's cool. You know, I, I took it with grace and I'm really excited for the next one. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the next model is going to be. So I'm super excited to see it. And um, I don't know what the challenge 
is going to be Cullen. Do you know what the challenge is going to be by offhand? Oh. Oh, I know. I, I know what it's going to be. I, it, it didn't work. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I love the Iron Brush. I think it's an amazing series. Uh, Steve and I uh, have some really cool banter back and forth. So yeah, I think it's cool. Uh, I definitely think I should have won. <laughs> uh, but no, I think I think it's cool. And uh, Steve actually said he uh, uh, he needed it, so it, it's let, let, let's live. Let's let Steve have one for once. <laughs> so uh, moving on, we'll answer one more question, uh, and then we'll go to some of the live questions. Actually, so this one's from Big Mikey V. Does pineapple go on pizza? Oh my goodness. Um, if my fiance is watching, she may get actually a little angry on this. Uh, pineapple? I, man. So my fiance loves pineapple on pizza. I think it's disgusting, but I eat it anyway. Um, I don't. That's true love, right there. That's true love, man. man. I couldn't do that. That's, <laughs> I love pineapple, but boy, this. It just immediately goes south. Right? Like... Like, I love pineapple. Pineapple's delicious. And the second you put it on pizza, it's like, why? It's a weird thing. Why'd you ruin it? Right? But yeah, it... it sometimes it's not bad. Depends, like, manuf not the manufacturer. <laughs> Who manufactured this <laughs> Who manufactured this pineapple? <laughs> no, like, uh, is it from, like, a, a Domino's, a Pizza Nova? Oh, man. There's not that many Pizza Novas around here. And Pizza Nova? Mm. Beautiful. Anyway, uh, and will you be playing the Marvel Crisis miniature games or the Batman miniature game? Or probably just getting the models for some cool display models. Keep on being awesome, man. So the Marvel Crisis miniature game, the minis look really, really cool. Um, I may try it if like it's around uh, the office, uh, but I myself won't get it. As for the Batman miniature game, oh boy. So I've painted over 50 miniatures from that line, and I actually own, if like Colin's ever doing a uh, a walk around, call, geez, Colin, what do you call it? The vault? Open vault? Open vault, that's the one. Hey, I'm part of those sometimes. Um, the open vault, uh, I actually own the entire um, first gen and a little bit of the second gen um, League of Shadows crew from the Batman miniature game. Uh, I love the Batman miniature game. They actually just came out with their third edition, and I would love to cover that game. It has such an awesome mechanic. Even the DC miniature game and Night Models, oh, they are killing it, killing it, killing it. Uh, just recently with their third edition release, um, they have this really cool um, exclusive of um, Bane, but in Batman's outfit. And he's like choking um, Scarecrow. Like, Colin, can you access the internet? I do have access to the internet. Oh, well, that's a stupid question, right? So go to go to Night Models. And if anyone who's watching this too, go to Night Models and go to their uh, Black Friday release. Uh, scroll up. Click on, yeah, then go to the left <coughs> that side. Look at that. Whoa. So that's Bane as Batman, and he's choking, uh, what's his name? Scarecrow. Are you gonna put that in the chat? I'm gonna put it on screen. So look at this, okay, this model, anyone or everyone should get into the Batman miniature game just for this model. Oh, 
beautiful. Oh, I, oh, I want to play the Batman miniature game, but no one plays it. Okay, if you are in the area of Toronto, Welland, St. Catharines, or anywhere, please come to Mini Wargaming so you can play the Batman miniature game with me. I will love you like no one has ever loved you. Boom. <laughs> this is weird. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Look at this beautiful thing. Incredible. Night Models kicks it out of the park for miniatures. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. I can talk all day about DC and about Night Models. They are incredible. Oh, my goodness. You guys, you guys want to talk? Oh, I, I got I to move on. I got to move on. Okay. Dude. Was it going to fade away now? Yeah. Am I good? Am You're I going to be yelled at if I take it off no, screen? No, go, go ahead. Call it what you... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. So let's answer some live questions. Uh, this is from because underscore 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 science thirty four. Hey Vito, I'm interested in learning all about what the mini wargaming crew does outside of mini wargaming. So, what are some other hobbies? Uh, Colin fourteen oh two twenty two. Sorry guys. Uh, so, what are some other hobbies or fun things you do outside of war at mini wargaming? Thanks and have a great day. Uh, pick next. Uh, so yeah, so some, what are some other things that I, I can't, I can't speak for other people. Um, I know myself, Colin, Luca, Matt, um, and Steve, we all play D&D, um, outside of the office. Um, but as for myself personally, uh, I do play, uh, D&D with other groups or one other group as well. We will do it as frequently as I'd love to do it. Uh, I've made my own like DC campaign where everyone plays as their own villain that they've created. Uh, which is so it's awesome the like the story that they've developed. Um, I do collect a lot of comic books. Um, uh, a lot of DC comics. Uh, Wolverine is actually a big comic that I collect. I do have uh, the very first appearance of Wolverine, all like from issue number one, all the way, like his, his very first monthly, all the way till the death of Wolverine. Um, and then I stopped from there. Uh, I don't have his very first appearance because that one's a, a rare one. I think that was Hulk issue 181, if I remember correctly. So I don't have that. Um, I do collect statues as well, both from Marvel and DC, uh, mainly Bowen designs, uh, but also Kotobukiya from DC. Uh, they have a really amazing line of the DC. Uh, I do collect the Batman animated series uh, action figures. They were just recently reintroduced. I have the entire line. Uh, and you've probably seen the Batmobile that's on my desk as well. So I do collect a lot of action figures, a lot of statuettes, things of that nature, uh, other kind of memorabilia, stuff like that. Uh, what else do I do? I read a lot as well, uh, both historical fiction, uh, really into like ancient Rome, that kind of stuff, and like I said, comic books of that, of that nature. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's really kind of me in a nutshell. I mean, I, obviously I paint a lot as well. Uh, a lot of Warhammer things, night models. I, I really want to get into painting busts um, of historical figures. I just haven't had a, an opportunity to pick them up. Um, 
And that really, like, I'm trying to push my painting level beyond of what it currently is. But with working here at me, working, I really want to, like, get things done really, really fast, um, you know, to put them on the tabletop. Um, but to paint the bus, like, I, I want to take, you know, a couple months just to paint a single bus. But that will take time to do that. So uh, maybe a back burner project or something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that will take a little bit of time. Yeah, that's kind of a, what well, some of my hobbies that I like to do. Yourself, Colin? I don't know what I do in my free time. Uh, sleep. Uh, Sleeping is tight. Uh, I don't know. I I feel like I I honestly work a lot. I do my own side stuff with. I do real estate photography, so I'm doing that. Um, I've been recently into shooting some some films, some 35 millimeter. Photography, just for fun, because I found that I'm getting a little, I don't know, trying to get away from digital a little bit. That seems to be the, it's what I do for work all the time, so it's nice to be shooting something a little bit different on film. And then painting, uh, I watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah. I don't know, it's whatever needs to be done <coughs> kind of thing. And I have over, I have three siblings, that were, and we're all very, very close, so do a lot of family stuff as well. Yeah. But that's kind of, that's kind of me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I watch. I, I wouldn't say I watch a lot of YouTube. I more listen to a lot of YouTube. Yeah, there's that too, right? Like I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan, um, Kings and Generals. Uh, what else do I listen to? Uh, oh, uh, Comics Explained. Okay. Uh, he'll like go through, like if I don't have an opportunity to read something, or something I'm not super interested in buying, so I can read it. I'll just listen to like a four-hour explanation of like issue to issue of what happened. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, I, I totally get that. Do you watch um, any wargaming-related content or just making it all day? Does that kind of burn you out? And want It kind of burns me out. I want to say burns me out. Um, every once in a while, I'll, like sometimes I'll watch even our content too. Like I'll listen or I'll watch it or more listen to the sit and talks. Okay. Because I'm interested in what everyone has to say. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, so Tested. Adam Savage is Tested. Oh, That's yeah. That's something that I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I, I, I've recently found that I'm, I've been watching a lot of like hobbying channels. Okay, yeah, where yeah. Where it's not necessarily battle reports, but um, uh, to name a few is like Black Magic Craft. Mm. Uh, that Goober Town Hobbies I really like. And uh, more recently, Squidmar Miniatures. Those guys make some great content. Um, and again, it's nice to still be kind of be related content, but not yeah. necessarily what we do on a daily basis. So, and just interested watching what other people do in, in in this kind of niche is also what I like to. I don't know. I like to absorb video content. Yeah, every once in a while, I'll check out like some of those hobby channels as well. I can't remember them off by hand, but. Um, oh, there, there are there are so many hobby channels that are just fantastic out there. Yeah, like even like some of the guys and girls actually too from like Poland and from Spain, like they are cranking out some really amazing, amazing talent. I, I find it's just ridiculous to see like the 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 stuff that comes out of Europe and and this niche is just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So we have another question here from Caleb. Kavanaugh, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. What is the best little paint to use 
or to oh, well, what is the best citadel paint to base Caradron overlords? Um, it really depends on the color you're going for. Um, do you have more of a like? Are you looking for a metallic? Um, what's your overall color scheme? Because I so I can better uh, answer that question. Like, are you going for more of a cool metallic? Because that's more for like a lead belcher. Are you looking more for gold? That's more of a retributor. Um, I mean, you can you can paint them any color, really. Right? Yeah. Let let let, uh, let myself or Cullen know. And, yeah. Uh, uh, what name is it? Sorry, and I'll pay attention for it. I just cleared it. Can you see it at the bottom? In that oh, uh, Caleb Kavanaugh. Okay. Yeah. I'll keep an eye out. Uh, Kroll46. Hi, Vito and Cullen. Are we going to get a supercut of Vito's open vault words of, <laughs> of wisdom one day? Oh, once we have enough. That that can happen. I think we have sure. like three so far. I know, right? We got to. We gotta... Yeah. We'll make something happen at yeah. some point. Yeah. I think the last one was pretty good. Was that the Confucius one? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. The answer is yes. So we are going to uh, jump to some of the questions back on the website. So Nurgle's Rot, triple zero. Vito, I recently uh, resubbed the vault after having to cancel at the start of the year. Damn babies are expensive. So I missed your first videos of things. Uh, so how did you start working for Mini Wargaming? Oh, well... Uh, Hey, thanks for resubbing to the vault. That's awesome. Uh, definitely appreciate that resub. And damn, babies are expensive. Uh, babies can be expensive. I mean, I don't have firsthand experience, but uh, I definitely hope to have some of those, uh, you know, nerglings running around one day. And uh, so I've missed your first videos, and how did you start working for Mini Wargaming? So I've been affiliated with Mini Wargaming uh, prior to working here for about five years or so. And that was even prior to working at the bunker. So what had happened was uh, I started on as a, through the painting partner program. And my very first project was the studio's Menoth army. And so what, the way it works was Matthew had sent out a spreadsheet of, you know, here are all the projects that we, we need done, pick whatever you like. So I saw an entire selection of Menoth. I'm like, I'm really good at painting white. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna snag that. And all the criteria is that you have to match the bases, <coughs> excuse me, and it has to be tabletop plus. And I'm thinking, okay, I definitely wanna stand out, um, so I'm not gonna paint this at tabletop plus. I'm gonna give my muy excelente painting. Uh, so that's what I did. I painted everything to my absolute, you know, pristine standard. And it had to, oh, it also had to be done in four weeks or less. And I painted everything at my absolute best in under two weeks, which I think was actually pretty awesome. Uh, and I'm like, okay, how, how else can I stand out here? Uh, so I actually hand-delivered everything, because I remember at the time, it was very early in its conception. Um, everything was kind of like being mailed in. So I'm like, how, how can I like stand out? So I decided to hand-deliver this. Hand-delivering, got to meet everyone. I remember everything kind of like stood still that day. And I remember like Steve came in, Quirk came in. I think even Leland was there at the time. Uh, so he came in and everyone was like, ooh, and awing. And I remember the very first model that came out, 
was like this big metal war jack, and then Matthew dropped it. <laughs> like, oh no! Did that actually happened. <laughs> the very first thing, and Matthew grabbed it, and then he dropped it. I'm like, oh no, it didn't break. Awesome, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> classic. <laughs> so I'm like, perfect, love it. Uh, so yeah, Matthew gave me a tour. He was super impressed, and uh, you know, kind of went about my day for after that. Um, and then you know, there was more painting partner stuff that went on throughout that. Uh, and then I finally came in as a guest. Uh, my fiance and I, she was my girlfriend at the time, uh, we decided to have like kind of a trip of the Niagara region. We were here for two weeks, but I was with Mini Wargaming for one week. Uh, you know, I got to make connections with everyone, with Luca, um, with Steve, and I think I played a couple games with Quirk as well. You know, got to meet everyone. Um, Dave had actually saw my Thousand Sons army. He tried to buy it off me, and I politely refused. Uh, but he actually wanted to buy my Raven Guard as well. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I wasn't actually having a ton of fun with my Raven Guard, uh, for 30k that is. Uh, so I'm like, you know, this is, might be an opportunity to, you know, get rid of them. Um, so we were in communication after my trip, and finally I decided, yeah, let's, you know, I'll get rid of these guys, because uh, they really liked my, my paint jobs. Uh, so I unloaded my Raven Guard uh, to the studio. Um, and then, you know, more chit-chatting, you know, always in constant communication with both Matt and Dave, a little bit with Steve, a little bit with Josh. Um, and then uh, there, <coughs> excuse me, there was a uh, position uh, that was kind of opening up uh, where I think this was prior uh, and, you know, uh, Matt had said, hey, you know, we have a positioning that's kind of opening up. Uh, if you guys want, you can send us in your, uh, don't send us in your resumes, just send us a cover letter. So I'm like, hey, why not, you know, I, I sent an uh, email to Matthew, I'm like, hey, Matt, can, can I send in my cover letter? And he goes, well, you know what, Vito, don't send me a cover letter, uh, send me a video cover letter. I want to see, you know, how you are on camera. So I remember I stopped, um, uh, I didn't go to school that day. I called up a buddy of mine, Mark. I'm like, hey, man, I need your help. Because Mark, my buddy Mark, he had uh, some experience in the film industry. I'm like, I need your help. Uh, let's go up into a field uh, nearby my house. So from like 9 a.m. all the way till midnight, we filmed it. We edited it. And then the next day, I sent it to Matthew. Uh, you guys actually can find that. <laughs> that video cover letter, it's embarrassing. He laughs and he's like, ah, why am I saying this? <laughs> I mean, it's out there anyway, right? So I'm like, you guys can find that video cover letter. You just type into uh, YouTube, uh, mini wargaming cover letter, and it's there. Um, so I sent it out there. Um, but uh, it was to that time, uh, that's actually when Luca actually started um, mini wargaming. Um, so it was, it was awesome because I didn't feel like I was totally ready anyway, uh, but it, it had some experience of, you know, being behind the camera and kind of getting ready to, you know, hopefully maybe one day working for Mini Wargaming. Uh, anyway, uh, I obviously didn't get the job. Uh, and then, you know, there was more kind of communication back and forth. Um, and then Dave had said, hey, we have another opening kind of, uh, coming up for a marketing manager, which is something you might be interested in. I'm like, eh, sure. 
Uh, you know, this <laughs> might be a cool opportunity to be part of Mini Wargaming. Obviously, Matt and Dave kind of want me aboard, but they don't know where I can fit. I'll come in for an interview. I did the interview. Uh, they were thinking about another person. And then I just said straight up in the interview, I don't really think this is the position for me. Uh, but I, you know, I'm going to do this interview anyway. And uh, I didn't get the job, thankfully, because I didn't think I was suited for it. And then, you know, lo and behold, obviously, Mike got the decision. Um, and then I think a couple of months later, Dave, he invited me back. And he said, hey, I have this really cool opportunity that's happening. It's called the Mini Wargaming Bunker. He took me a tour of this really old building that was falling apart. Um, and he goes, I really think, Vito, your talents are perfect for this building. This is the opportunity. What do you think? I'm like, well, I'm in my third year of university right now. You know, I'm going to have to uproot myself. I have to uproot my fiance. Um, you know, there's, you know, or actually she was my girlfriend at the time, not my fiance. I'm like, there's, there's a lot going on. Let me, let me think about it. Um, so I'm like, I think this might be a really cool opportunity. So I took it. Um, and then I started working for, um, it wasn't for Mini Wargaming proper. It was for their sister company at the time. And uh, yeah, for one year, I worked on the Mini Wargaming bunker, making kind of the place that you guys uh, know and love right now. And uh, after a year of working on it, um, I was, you know, let go of my duties. And I started wondering, like, oh, you know, what the heck am I going to do now uh, for, my, for my career? At this point, you know, my fiance and I, we got engaged. So I was a little nervous. Uh, so Dave and I, we had a chat that was only supposed to last 10 minutes. I delivered this giant uh, rendition of the Book of Logar. And then that chat ended up taking four hours. Uh, it was kind of a quasi-interview. And uh, Dave had said, hey, you know, uh, Matt and I, we, we love you. You've always been kind of part of the family. Why not have you part of the team? So uh, they had... I had an interview with Matthew, and uh, eventually I was, within a week, I think, or two later, I became part of the Mini Wargaming team. And uh, that's kind of my, uh, my story of me being part here of, uh, of Mini Wargaming. So I think I, I put a lot of eggs in one basket, uh, kind of moving up here uh, and taking a big risk. But I think it really paid off, so I'm really, really happy to be here, and it's a big thank you to... Uh, all of you people who continuously watch our content and all the vault members and everyone without you guys i would not be here so thank everyone too so uh we have a next question from jeffers uh what's your opinion uh with eighth edition do you believe it's become seventh and is it over bloated many thanks dan uh what's my opinion of eighth um in its early stages, uh, I actually really liked 7th edition. I came from a Horace Heresy background. Um, so I wasn't, I didn't like 8th. But then my opinion switched where I, I still love Horace Heresy, but I'm, I think there's a lot, I don't want to say bloat with 7th in Horace Heresy. But I actually, I, I really enjoy 8th edition. I'm really enjoying it. The only problem that I have with 8th is the stratagems. I think the stratagems are the 
are a problem with 8th edition. And if you take a lot of those away, I think there's a pretty solid core set in there. Um, so that's kind of my opinion with, with 8th. If you rearrange stratagems or take them all out together, like the reroll, that is probably one of the most annoying parts of 8th. Like having a super clutch moment that you just achieved. Oh, by the way, I can change one of the most stress, like a stressful moment or a clutch moment. I can just change that. Oh, by the way, command point, boom. Yeah, it kind of makes like the whole, you know, your when you build up one of those perfect plans, and then to have it foiled by a command point reroll definitely, yeah. definitely is like want want. Yeah, I mean, obviously armies can change, um, like. Like having my slash army and then spending a command point to increase their invulse one uh, unit's invulse save by four, that's awesome. But if there's ways to incorporate some of that maybe within the actual army build itself, that could be useful. Mm -hmm. But the stratagems themselves are, I think, some of the problem with eighth. But I think eighth is it's a decent game. Um, that's that's I think that's the bloat that is in the game. So that, that's kind of my opinion. Um, so we are going to jump into some of the questions that are being answered live. Uh, from Miso Miso82, hello Vito, how has the last week been in mini wargaming? With regards to uh, BR, what are some of the things mini wargaming is going to change in the future? Thank you. BR. Battle reports? Oh. Most likely. With regards to battle reports, what are some of the things maybe we're giving is going to change in the future? So we actually have a lot of things that we've been discussing both in meetings and things like that. Some things that we are going to be streamlining, uh, things like that. I don't know how much things I can talk about um, live, uh, but there are definitely things that are going to be changing and it's going to be for the better. I am super, super excited about it. Um, and I think you guys should be too. Uh, I think it's going to be incredible, right, Colin? Yeah, no, I, from everything that I'm hearing so far, <clears throat> I'm really liking what I hear, and I'm very happy to be heading towards that direction. It's just about getting up to speed and kind of working our way there. Yeah, it, it, it's, going to, it's going to take some time to get there, to get kind of, I don't want to say everyone on board, but kind of everyone up to speed. Exactly. and kind of getting that content out there. Like obviously when we film battle reports, we have a lot of bat reps that are kind of uh, in a basket that have already been filmed. So we have to get those bat reps out there. But as soon as the new content started, starts to get out there and you know, we're more polished and we're you know, refined and stuff, uh, there are some really awesome changes that are coming out there. I'm super excited for that. There's gonna be new shows that are coming out. Uh, the future is looking bright for Mini Wargaming. Um, I'm super excited to be a part of that. And I think everyone here at Mini Wargaming uh, is excited to be basking in that sunlight as well. So yeah, st stay tuned for a lot of really cool stuff that's gonna be coming uh, out of Mini Wargaming in the pipeline. So from Soul Edgar, in America, they do turkey and all that today. What do you and other Canadians do for Thanksgiving? Um, I wish we had Thanksgiving where I'm from. 1404.07, Colin. I think it's just I'm from. I don't, there might be more. Yeah, where I'm from. Uh, is that like a, like a, 
the colon with a line. Okay. Colon with an L face. So the. Mm. Okay. Um, I think we do turkey as well. Yeah, well, the majority of Canadians do turkey. I mean, I can't speak for the majority of Canadians. Um, I I can speak for myself. Um, <clears throat> coming from an Italian background, uh, I think we've a, uh, kind of abandoned my family. We've abandoned the the turkey, and <laughs> it's going to be stereotypical, but we do lasagna. And I nice. get I get excited for our Thanksgiving lasagna. Uh, whenever like my mom has switched it to a turkey, I'm like, really? We're doing turkey? Like I actually get upset. No, see, like my family is the other way around. Where the, my family, my mom will be like, "Oh, I don't want to do turkey this year. Let's do this," and everyone's just like, "What? What? We get this two to three, and they're like three times a year. Like, right. you're, 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 you know, like feel ripped off." Right. So, like, um, with my fiance now, sometimes we'll like we'll do an early Thanksgiving uh, at my nonna's house, which is my grandmother. Because uh, she's getting a little bit older now, so we do a little bit early. Um, and then we'll do a Thanksgiving at uh, my fiance Erica. We'll do it at her grandmother's house. Okay. So we'll have, you know, the our Italian, you know, lasagna Thanksgiving. And then we have, you know, the more Canadian turkey. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting the best of both worlds. But man, that lasagna. <sighs> so good. Because like we have the lasagna, but then we have like sausages we have stuffing we have you know uh, asparagus oh, we oh, the the tripa we have uh you know fish we have uh, what else do we have oh we have sh- fried shrimp oh there is such a spread it's beautiful so nice so nice <coughs> now i want now i want thanksgiving darn it so for we have K Jelly four two one. Hello Vito with a smiley face. Uh, what do you think about the new Primaris Death Company for Blood Angels? Cool. Uh, and also, what do you think that the new or that the flaw in the gene seed is? Fourteen fourteen fifty one. Colin. Sorry, I was. No problem. I was educating <laughs> an American on Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, sorry, what was the timestamp? Fourteen fourteen fifty one. Uh, is it Kjellid421? That's the one. Or Kjelly. Uh, have you started it? Yeah. Uh, hello Vito, what do you think about the new Primaris Death Company for Blood Angels? Cool. And also, what do you think uh, that the flaw in the gene seed is not purged? Will this make the Dark Angels forever traitor? Ooh, interesting. Uh, what do I think about the new Death Company? I saw some of the images of it on uh, Warhammer Community. I love the fact that they have like finally a chain sword on a Primaris dude. I thought it was pretty cool because they never had it before. I thought that's pretty cool. Uh, they, they look caliente. Um, and uh, the gene flaw, I, I wonder if they got rid of it. Because Primaris is supposed to be, you know, the unflawed boys so yeah i wonder maybe we'll have to uh wait and find out until uh a book gets dropped i'm curious Hmm. i i blood angels are i thought about doing blood angels to be very honest um so i i don't really know what will happen so here's actually so here's something that i've been 
that's something that's been really bothering me lately. It was one comment that got to me. So normally comments haven't been getting to me at all since I, so when I first started, some of the comments kind of got to me, uh, but then I kind of developed a thick skin. It was literally one comment that came out and it was like, hey Vito, you play this, you play this army, you play this army. He, he named like, I imagine it might be he, I don't know, but he named like four or five different armies, right? And then he's like, you play this many armies, can you have more variety? And I'm like, how much more? What do you want, right? Right? And then I'm like, I'm, I'm trying so hard to do things. And then I'm like, oh, it's I'm like, I really want to make really cool content. Um, and there's armies that I really enjoy playing. But when I'm constantly <laughs> to like having to, I want to use the word reinvent myself. But when I'm like having to like jump from different army to different army to different army, there's less joy in playing the armies that I really love. Okay, I get what you mean. And like, so when I have a guest come in, um, I always ask them, I'm like, hey, you know, these are the armies that I really, really love. These are the armies that I know really, really well. Um, what army would you like to play? Um, so, you know, I, I give them that option and then, and then they pick. Um, but then when I'm playing those armies, I almost feel guilty for playing them because there, there may or may not be comments out there like, oh no, Vito's playing White Scars. Oh no, Vito's playing Thousand Suns. Oh no, Vito's playing Slanesh. So I'm like, I'm like, I have to abandon the armies that I play and the armies that I love to pick something else up. And it's so disheartening and it's, it's almost taking the fun away from it. And I don't know what to do. I mean, I, I, I know that there's not a single answer, right? And I'm sure you'll get through it either way. But, uh, you know, I, a lot of the times <coughs> I find as long as, if you are not having fun, I think that shows. I know. And I think that people would, ra I don't know, I don't know. Like, I, I'm under the impression that people would rather watch you have fun and have a good game than necessarily want to watch X thing do X, Y, right? right? Like, I don't know if it's the vocal minority, or sorry, yeah, vocal minority who's saying that. I don't know if other content producers are are getting that. I don't think you need to worry too much. And, and, and it's like, is it in my own head now? Or is it like, it's, it was literally one person who said that. And like Josh ended up replying to that person like, hey, you know, um, we generally ask, you know, content producers to play, uh, you know, two to three armies each so they can get really good at that army. And I totally agree with that. But it was really like, oh, I really want to play different armies so that people can be happy with the content that I'm producing. And I want to do that. But then and that's that little voice in the back of my head. And there's definitely, and, and sometimes you find, you'll find that one comment that it, it is by no means like any more mean or nasty than some of the other ones, but there's always just sometimes that one comment that gets to you for some yeah. unbeknownst reason that it gets under your skin more than the rest. Yeah. And like, I started reflecting on a comment because normally comments don't bother me anymore, but it was that one is like, I'm he named five different armies and he's like, 
play more. I'm like, <laughs> it, it was confusing to me a little bit. It was really confusing. So yeah. Anyway, I, I'm I'm curious to see what the new Blood Angels can do. Uh, I may or may not pick them up because uh, I know Dave was always a big champion of Blood Angels way back in the day. So I'm curious. And uh, you know, those who are out there, let me know. Do you guys want to see more Slanesh stuff? Do you guys want to see more White Scars? More Thousand Suns? What do you guys want to see me play? Because uh, I just recently like invested like thousands in a lot of Forge World and GW to get like a really cool White Scar army <laughs> off the ground. Uh, so yeah, definitely, uh, definitely hinders the motivation. Uh, I know, sure. and it's like it's just sitting in a room at my house, and it's like I, I don't know what to do anymore. But anyway, we got a couple questions here, and I definitely want to get them in. What I will say is. Everyone in the comments so far or, or in Twitch chat right now is uh, offering you their support. So I appreciate uh, that, just, everyone. Just keep doing you, sir. Yeah. So uh, so we have Big Bang A1 Vito. I'm a long-term 40K veteran, but also just started AOS. Any advice for a new Ogre Ma Tribes player? Get those meaty boys painted up. Get them painted up. Um, those chonkers done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, get, uh, just get your models painted up. Um, you definitely want to get... Oh, what are the guys with the big clubs? What are those called? Iron Guts. Yeah, get the Iron Guts painted up. Uh, get some lead belchers. Get those painted up. Uh, definitely get the terrain piece. I can't remember what that's called. It looks pretty cool. I, I, I don't know what I don't it's called, what it's but called. it's the, the meat cutting station. The, uh, it's like a pot of some kind. Uh, I don't remember. What... Anyway, get that. It's pretty cool. Um, get a couple butchers, at least two. You don't want those. Uh, get oh the new tyrant get that that's really cool you don't want that um, find a really cool color scheme that you love and don't tell and if anyone tells you that it's bad screw them paint how you like it and just get it done that's honestly and if you want contrast paint contrast if you want to do traditional methods paint traditional methods honestly the world is your oyster. Paint however you want to paint, build however you want to paint, convert however you want to, however you want to paint. If this is your hobby, do whatever you want to do. That is going to be my sound advice for 40K AOS, any other game. This is your hobby. Do it however you want to do it. Yeah. You, know, you want to do WYSIWYG, do WYSIWYG. Rule of cool, I honestly don't care. Just be in this hobby and be kind to each other. That's that's my advice. Yeah. and I mean, I, I understand from a painting perspective, like, Ogres might be daunting because it's a lot of skin. But I think if you finish the army, you'll definitely come out with a lot of really good techniques of how to paint skin in the future. Yeah, and even if you like you've messed up on the skin, cover them in blood. Mm -hmm. Blood for the blood god, hey, they're hungry. They've they've just feasted. Yeah, those are you know, they 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 were the frontline ogres. They were on the front line. They... Right. Or may, maybe they got sick, so you can put Nurgle's rot and they just vomit it all <laughs> vomit. Oh, I want to see that! Oh, just that'd some, be amazing. Just some, like, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Uh, I do have one question from the website that I do want to answer because I think it's respectful to answer everyone's questions. So this is from Shadling. Hopefully this is the place to put a question for next week with Vito. It is. You As a K-drawn overlords need some love to be viable. Yes. They need some love to be viable. Uh, are there any armies that can make a viable AOS shooter slash, slash magic heavy army? Stormcast, Daughters of Cain, something else. Oh, Daughters of Cain to be viable in shooting? <laughs> so they do have the Blood Stalkers, 
which are the boat chicks, the snaky boat boat chicks, snaky boat chicks. Um, they are awful. They're like a hundred. They got a point reduction, and they're still like a hundred and sixty points of hot garbage. Um, but they're they're not there to be good. They're there to peel off like the last couple of wounds off something. Um, Daughters of Cain are not there to be shooting. Daughters of Cain are there to be lawn mowers. You got tall grass, go over there and mow that lawn. Um, I don't know. Skaven? Skaven are a very viable shooting uh, lane. That, that, that's my first thought right away. Yeah. Um, Depending on how hard you want to lean into Clan Scryer. True. Yeah, they can do some devastating things. Like, I remember Luke and I, we played a 3,000 point game once. Or was it 3,500? I can't remember. It was something around those um, where it was Daughters of Cain versus Skaven. Uh, I think I had, like, the first turn and I double turned them. Um, and then my Daughters of Cain lawn moored, like, over 200 models. But then his shooting, pop, 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 pop. It was just the last samurai. Just completely destroyed my my front ranks. Because all of, like, his war machines... And then, uh, like, anything that can shoot was just right behind, like, 200 infantry. Um, so I'm like, yes, awesome. I'm completely mowing everything down. And he just... So it was awful. So, yeah, Skaven are a absolute viable shooting army, if you want to lean heavy into that. Um, I'm kind of toying around with a shooty-slash-mobile-heavy-medium-cav... Stormcast Eternal, they don't really cut it all that well right now. Magic heavy? I think if you lean a little too heavy into one force, you're going to lack into others, so you kind of want a really well-balanced force overall. Um, but I think Skaven might be that one exception. I guess you could probably make something fairly decent out of um, City of the Sigmar as well. Oh yeah, that's right. Because uh, I, I, even I think with the before their update with cities, when they were... What, what were they called before? Oh, when they were just a bunch of different factions? Yeah, they could do shooting really, like the free really well. The Free Peoples, thank you, Colin. Free Peoples could do shooting amazing. Yeah. Mixed with that, and then you get the... I know, I don't... I think it, what it used to be was the Iron Weld Arsenal, but the cannons and stuff. And right. You can incorporate the Hellblaster Volley <laughs> Gun and a couple of those kind of things to get your extra, more artillery-based shooting, if that's what you're interested in. Absolutely. So let's we get... We are five minutes away from three o'clock, just so you know, Vito. Ooh, okay. Thank you for letting me know. So tell you what, let's get... If you have any last questions to ask me, um, let's get them in within the next, say, three minutes? Three minutes. Uh, Mr. Rudd asks, Does anyone in the mini wargaming team brew? And if so, do you have anything on tap at the bunker? Um, so we don't have anything on tap at the bunker. Actually, if we did, I think this would actually be a really good room for it. Okay. You'd, you'd have to put it in the room with the pipes on the walls, right? Right, and even kind of like this wood aesthetic. Yeah. Like here, I think that would look actually really... I don't think anyone would doesn't brew. If if I had to say anyone would, it might be Josh. Yeah, I could, I could see Josh distilling some stuff in his basement. Right, and I have, putting all that beard oil as he brews. I've thought of it, but it's just like, <laughs> no... Yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone brews to the best of my knowledge. I, I have enough expensive hobbies. That just seems like another expensive hobby. <laughs> yeah, it, it it absolutely does. Absolutely does. From K Brohem, hey Vito and Colin, is the open vault going away? I don't think uh, they've gone up in two weeks. Sad face. 
Nope. Um, obviously, just with a lot of the changes around here, uh, we are just busy trying <laughs> to catch up. And again, as with all the changes Vito mentioned, uh, I know at least one thing might be changing about the Open Vault upcoming, but like it's not going to change the frequency of it. Um, but again, like we'll wait for all of the announcements, I guess, to roll out when they do. I just don't know exactly when that's going to be. But uh, it's not going away. It's going to be there. Don't worry. Uh, it's just when it'll come back when we start to sort things out a little bit more here. Yeah, absolutely. Next question from Kroll or Kroll forty six. What is your favorite mark of power armor? Ooh, great question. Um, I want to say Primaris because I don't think it's my favorite. Is it Mark Four that was in Horse Heresy? The Which ones one? that the Thousand Suns had? The, like like the flat, more gladiator helmet front. Um, I think it was the one that got released for Thousand Suns. So in um, Prospero. Is that the one? Mark no. three was the Calf, or no? Sorry, Mark five was Calf. Which one was? was which one wasn't Calf? More Mark four is Calf. Mark four, yes, Calf. Calf is. All right, Luke is in the corner. I, I will say it. He's trying to mouth what exactly we're saying. Luca, just say it out loud. Mark four was in Calf. Mark four was in Calf. Mark three is in Prospero. But the Thousand Suns have their own kind of special. Right. Mark three armor. Is it Mark three? It is. It's like a hybrid mark. Some of them have like Armin's got like Armin's got a special Mark three, I think. Okay, so what? So the it's not unique. It's <clears throat> unique to them. Right. Their armor is unique to them. See, I really like the Kalf armor, but like some some of their helmets had specialty Mark four helmets. So I think if if anything, it's got to be Mark four. Okay. Yeah, from Kalf. Betrayal of Kalf, Mark four. That was my favorite. Uh, so let's give it another 30 seconds. If, I think it's been three minutes, maybe. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. To yeah, when it changes to 2.59 here, I'll okay. put my hand up for he, you. He's got it. Because we're, we're going to do some of these questions rapid fire. Vito, what Slanish model fits your significant other the most? Really? I saw that question. I'm like, wow, you are. That's a little And this question. is from Tharthak. Ah, uh, jeez. Uh, um, Lucas is giving me a stare. I don't even know. Uh, Vito, what Slanesh model fits your significant oh, other wow. the most? <laughs> uh, I, uh, so I just closed the chat. I, He's not a tech man. Okay, so my fiance was a dancer for the longest time. Um, so, yeah, I would say the Mask of Slanesh. Like, she did a lot of competitive dancing. Um, so, yeah, I say the Mask of Slanesh. Safe, safe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Miso, Miso, eighty-two. Oh, comics! Do you read any UK comics like uh, Twenty Thousand AD or UK writers like Alan Moore and Neil Gaiman? His original book of magic miniseries is A fourteen forty-one twenty-five. Two thousand AD. I think that's, is that Judge Dredd? Because I do read Judge Dredd. I've read a lot of Judge Dredd. And Alan, I've read a lot of Alan Moore. He's a little bit tougher to get into, um, but I have read some Alan Moore stuff. 
Um, but yeah, I... Okay, sorry. So you were at where? Uh, 144125. Yeah, his original Books of Magic miniseries is amazing if you've never read it. I haven't read that. That's something I'll probably take a look at. I'll have to rem uh, remind myself to look at. But yeah, I have read some Alan Moore stuff. Uh, v for Vendetta, obviously a really good one. Um, yeah, Judge Dredd, a uh, really, really good book uh, or series of stuff. It's got that older, grittier kind of look to it. Um, so I highly recommend if anyone uh, reads Judge Dredd, I'd, I'd take a look at Judge Dredd. And he's a really cool character too. From Grump underscore Grandpa, what would be your favorite army to take to a tournament? And what have you guys thought about including some tournament style bat reps? Um, favorite army? I love to take Demons of Slanesh for 40k just to try them out because you don't see them anywhere. And when you play with Demons of Slanesh, it's a little bit more in hard mode. But I also like to try uh, White Scars. And have you thought about including some tournament style bat, <coughs> excuse me, bat reps? That's a little bit more difficult um, as not a lot of us are tournament players. I think more Luka plays a little bit more to the tournament style, but that's more of our local meta. I don't know how often he goes out to, to do tournaments and stuff like that. It's every so often, I believe. Um, but for tournament stuff, we do have some people that come in with more tournament style lists. I know I had a guest a little while back who played a little bit more tournament heavy and ooh, that was a little bit tough for me. Um, I don't want to spoil any of the bat reps that I had with him, but he was a really good sport. Um, that's something that we could talk about. And I know there's a show that uh, Colin and I were are talking about that may or may not be covering tournament style things. So that's coming out maybe in the pipeline. So I don't want to spoil a little bit too much of that. Two more questions from, one more from Kay Broham. What do you think of the new Mephiston, maybe a future Iron Brush project? That's kind of cool. He's a really cool mini. Uh, he's got kind of two poses, one with the plasma and then one kind of, you know, brushing his upper lip. It's really cool. Also, silly question, what do you think about playing a game of AOS versus 1457-53? Playing a game of AOS versus 40k army. Oh, Could that'd be... it work? Could it work? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that would work or not. Uh, well, how would you work strength and toughness? Right? Well, if, like, one thing always hits on threes and wounds on fours versus hitting on threes and then comparing strength and toughness. It... I, I, I don't know. It'd be one of those, like, you're doing a narrative campaign and then one thing gets transported to a separate universe and then it's just this zinch wacky thing. I think that's the only way that would work. Uh, it could be fun, but, uh, yeah, the new Mephiston model looks tippity-top and I think he's Mito. Like Mito. Uh, <laughs> Big Bang A1. Last question here, folks. What is your approach to relics? Uh, I can take the ethereal amulet... And two heroes, can I give an unmodified three plus save? Uh, considered, is it too good? Uh, Colin, uh, 145813. The ethereal amulet. What is that? The relic too good. from uh, Iran Sage. Yeah. It makes it so your save can't be modified. Oh, cool. I'm looking to forward to painting my Ogors. Okay. I think they will be more fun than painting 120 guardsmen. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, this is coming from a guy who had to paint like 30 demon, or 90 demonettes. <laughs> uh, and two heroes, uh, I can have an unmoddable 3-up save. Hey man, if you got to do it, do it. Uh, just let your opponent know that you're going to be taking uh, this relic. 
so then they can scale appropriately. That's that's the only time you ever let your opponent know that you're going to be... I mean, always let your opponent know what you're going to be taking so then they can take something to an appropriate strength. So never have gotcha moments. Th those things are never really cool. It's like, I gotcha, by the way, my character has this, and now, you know, you're screwed. Just always let your uh, I mean, opponent know. Unless that's literally what also you guys agreed to. That, right. Like, let's, let's go hardcore, let's play this, like... Right. It all depends, like, your local meta, too, right? Always have agreements beforehand. Yep. Always have agreements beforehand. And that is going to be all the questions for today's Sit and Talk with me. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate that you've taken the time to want to sit here or whether you're painting or whatever you're doing to listen to me ramble and talk. Uh, it's always awesome, and I do appreciate uh, the fact that you're here. Uh, it's one of the reasons why we have the lights on and that I'm here to be playing games, entertaining, writing campaigns, participating in campaigns, and just being here. I think it's absolutely awesome. Uh, once again, if you guys want to leave questions for Steve, leave them on the Mini, War Mini Wargaming website at Steve. Uh, he may or may not be doing a sit and talk. Uh, I'm not entirely sure because he may be away. If it does change and we plan <clears> on <throat> doing something else next week, we'll post it on Facebook as soon as we know. Yeah. Any other questions or uh, things that we should let people know about, Colin? I think that's it. <clears throat> okay. Everyone, thank you so much once again. Absolutely appreciate it. Uh, peace on the streets. Be nice to each other. Love each other. Keep it clean. And until next time, happy wargaming. <laughs>